It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. And welcome to the first episode of the brand new podcast, Reboot Deboot. I'm your co-host, Griffin. I thought we are calling it Deboot Reboot. I'm Alex, also here. And uh, thank you guys for turning in to our first episode. Yeah, pleasure to uh, be here. Yeah, this podcast... This I know, right? Um, this podcast is a podcast where we will talk about movies and their respective reboots. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have some sort of like shoehorned in mechanism at the end where we give them an, a thumbs up or thumbs down and it uses the, the name yeah, of the show a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no super satisfied with it, but it's there. Yeah. So we'll see about it. Um, so what's up, man? Uh, been hanging out, been watching more Marvel stuff. What I have been doing though is I went and got a PlayStation emulator set up on my computer, and I've been oh, I've been shit. playing Legend of Lagaya now. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's very fun, and that that game is a lot less grindy when you can uh, just assign the speed up button to one of the triggers on a controller. Right, right. Are you using any? Uh, do you have any like codes or game genie stuff running? No, no. Just, just. Just Playing speed it. hacking you're, you're, it, basically, but I'm, yeah. Well, I, how, how does this? How how would a speed up work in that exactly? It just makes the entire game run more quickly. Like so, from like from walking on the overworld, right? Like the in-game clock speeds up, so everything in the game happens faster. Oh, okay, all right. So it's just like you know, like I don't know if you remember, but like running on the overworld is super slow. I can just like hold yeah. down. I have it assigned to like R two on my controllers. I just hold down R two, and then it, the music gets all fucking all high pitched because it's being <sighs> sped up too. And it right. lets you like it lets you grind out fights a lot quicker too because I can just like hold the trigger and hold X, and then it'll go through. And if you just hold X, it defaults to like attack. Well, how auto. how how do you get? But how do you get your new stuff unlocked? Because I remember a cool thing oh, about that game was yeah. you would find out new attacks by doing combination of yeah, like up yeah. down left right stuff i just do those manually i have all the arts what well, they call them arts i have all the arts unlocked at this point but uh so like if i just like need to already they're really there's not a ton How? of i don't have the super arts yet i'm like level 25 and i think i just finished the second main area i just oh, got okay. to i just got to there's a big like tower city which i think is where like some of like the late game stuff starts to open up i'm there basically Okay. I, was looking, I was looking at the yeah. item guides. I'm at like the second to last item, like armor set for every character. Who is like the Seru armor, right? Yeah, I don't have that yet, but that is, I think, the last set for everyone. Yeah. Are you going to play the second one after this? I might. I don't think that has an American release, though. I think that's like Japanese only. I don't think there's a localization of it. Um, I'm not sure, but you should try and find something because... I would love to know how that plays. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'd, I'd love to know the uh, the story and yeah. I was gonna start playing more of this era of JRPGs. I have like Wild Arms queued up next, and uh, might find some other ones too. I'm gonna try like Final Fantasy VI and maybe like uh, Valkyrie Chronicles, Valkyria Chronicles. 
I don't remember the name. It, that, not that game. It was a different game, but it still has Valkyrie in it. No, it does have a North Legend of Legaia 2 does have a North America release. It oh. came out October 1st, 2002. Well, I'll have to see if that's available on Cool ROMs then. A group of outcasts roam the world and three magical stones control the living creation is the plot. Okay, sure. So and of, like, the player magic uses Bluzzlepox. Bluzzlepox? The, the, the gameplay is the player uses puzzle blocks for oh. arts. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's, that sounds pretty similar. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. What about how's, how's your week been going? Uh, so I picked up the brand new survival game that's burning a hole in the world right now. V Rising. V Rising? How is, what is, yeah, is that what it's it sounds a, like? It's a survival it, horror kind of thing. You're a vampire. Oh, okay. And you... It's kind of like a top-down blood omen game, so you can go and like kill encampments of humans, and you get stronger by drinking their blood, and everything has like a different blood type that you get buffs for. But then you also gather resources, and you can build your castle. Hmm. Okay, so there's like a um, city builder element to it too. In a- yeah, and it's cool because it has a day and night cycle, and in the daylight you can run around, but you have to jump from shadow to shadow because hmm. if you stay out in the sun, you'll get toasted. So you have to like follow the shadows and plan your movements and routes and things like that. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you can do PVP or I have a private PVE server. Nice. Uh, so, Cause I don't want to get raided and stuff yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. right now. Uh, but yeah, V rising. It's pretty cool. Like it's, it's really decent. You should check it out, man. Are you pumped for the new vampire masquerade game? <laughs> I've never got into vampire masquerade. Oh, weird. It seems like you would, I be- never, Castlevania was always more my like Castlevania and Blood Omen were always more my speed. Well, all right. Um, I am, however, curious about the interview with the vampire television show. Oh yeah, yeah. So me too. That'd be good. Um, yeah. At any rate, Alex, yeah. uh, why don't you tell our audience, our hearers, what they're going to be? experiencing today uh, you sound so creepy when you say that we're going to talk about uh, a physician named Dr. Stephen Strange his 1978 made for TV movie Dr. Strange and then the I already forgot what year it came out but the Marvel one not, the not tw- multi- the 2016. 20, 2016 Dr. Strange yeah. yeah those two movies so should be fun so I, <laughs> yeah we're gonna do that yeah my what's your experience with uh with dr strange alex basically zero until until like the mc until he shows up in the mcu um and then i really like that movie the first time around i'm generally happy when he pops up in other stuff like uh you know no way home or infinity wars or what have you thor ragnarok too he's like He's been facilitating a lot of other people's adventures up to this point. I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet, but I think I'm probably going to go check it out later this afternoon after we're done here. You're going to go theater? You're going to walk into theater? Yeah. It's like, I live in a small town. I'm going to go, you know, four in the afternoon on a Friday. I think there's a decent chance I'm the only one in the theater. Right on. Okay. Um, I had no idea that made-for-TV movie existed until we <laughs> found out about it like a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. And then, uh, ooh, that's something else. What? Oh, another thing 
I didn't know. All right. And another thing that I really like is the character Dr. Orpheus from the Venture Bros. And I didn't know until recently that he's basically just a Dr. Strange spoof. Right. He's like, <laughs> in that, he's a necromancer who's renting part of the old Venture compound from Dr. Venture because he doesn't have any income sources. Right. <laughs> yeah. <he's>... Yeah. So. <laughs> He's very much. Uh, he's the one who's always like holding up those orbs of light, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's talking about got, like the, the mystic arts. Clo- he's always got the red cloak. Yeah, and he talks with his hands, so he's always like holding one hand up to his temple while sticking, you know, his two forefingers and his thumb out in front of him, right? Like, divining stuff. He basically the way the way Doctor Strange poses when he does the sling ring portals is like always how Doctor Orpheus is like moving through things. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh. Uh, like uh, Venture <laughs> uh, Brothers show. is underrated. Yeah, top yeah. tier. Uh, what about you? Were you a big Strange head before? Um, actually, I ha- I've known about Doctor Strange for a while. I was always happy to see him in like cartoons and like uh, like just little things like that. Um, I've never read the comics. I knew very little about his origin, but when the first Doctor Strange movie was coming out, I'm a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. So I'm like, oh, that should be really cool. And I was right. That first Doctor Strange movie is really cool. It is. Yeah, Uh, rewatching it again just like sort of cements it. Like, well, I had no idea that there was a made for TV. Like you, I I didn't know the made for TV (laughs) thing existed until a couple of weeks ago when I'm like, what the fuck? Because, like, Everyone knows Christopher Reeve's Superman, right? And yeah. I think a few people remember the Spider-Man and Captain America movies from the 70s. And, like, I think also everyone knows the Hulk. Because, like, Lou Ferrigno, the TV show. Sure. But this Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, like, totally yeah, flew it just, under the radar. Yeah, it really slipped in and... It like reinforces Damn. for me that notion that like the MCU when it starts, they're really pulling from the back bench in terms of like Marvel IP that hasn't been sold off yet. So it's like Right. So like, sure, Doctor Strange, let's get this fucking weirdo on <laughs> on camera. Right. <laughs> right. Um Yeah. So uh Doctor Strange started uh he was uh, Stanley was the writer and Steve Ditko, Ditko. Um, they were the two who like created Dr. Strange together. Yeah. Uh, he's actually inspired by Vincent price and that's why his middle name is Vincent. So he's Dr. Vince, uh, Dr. Stephen Stephen Vincent Vincent strange. Oh, Stephen Vincent strange. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Um, initially they were going to call him Mr. Strange, but they thought that at the time was too similar to Mr. Fantastic. And You know then what? they had a villain called Doctor Strange, and that Doctor Strange villain kind of like went away so that they could give rise to Doctor Strange. Do you know when Hugo Strange from the DC Batman universe, who is also a doctor who could be called oh, Doctor God. Strange when he shows up? Because like that was really who confusing has, to me for a while. Who, who has the same like hairstyle almost or i've only seen him in the uh in the arkham asylum or arkham city game and in that he's bald but i don't oh uh, well like having I mean, the same so doctor so Strange first off both. if it's from batman it all that stuff's gonna be from the 40s 
What were all of the characters in Batman introduced in the 40s, though? Uh, the first appearance for Hugo Strange came out in February 1940. Okay. Yeah, so he existed first. So, <laughs> the doctor with yeah. the last name Strange. That's into some yeah. psychology stuff. I mean, yeah. to, to be fair, too, like Marvel and DC kind of chased each other's coattails, right? Yeah, like well, Marvel would create a character and then DC would make a version of it and then DC would make a character and then Marvel would make a character of it. I mean, I mean that's like, why the whole like DC Captain Marvel character Marvel, right? Right. They have Marvel and that's why like Captain Marvel and the Marvel family and Shazam, like they're all connected because of like copyright trademark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like originally, originally Captain Marvel should look like Shazam, but because of like I character, there was, there was that overlay. initial Captain Marvel character, and then there was like some lawsuit stuff that happened, and then I think they right. ended up with like DC now has that Marvel character, and Captain Marvel becomes like a Marvel property, right? And Shazam though had to be changed for like the look of Shazam had to be changed for copyright stuff and the name. Oh yeah. So Shazam was turned into Shazam and Marvel was, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, it was weird. That I was mean, like and the like big... DC created Aquaman and then Marvel yeah. made the Submariner. Oh, God, that's real. Oh, that is real. That's that feels the Submariner feels like a venture brothers character. Like that, <laughs> that name feels like a venture brothers character. Yeah, like they I mean, you know, like these characters traced each like cha- then, these companies chased each other's tails. And then like, we get the deep. No, that's from that's from right. the boys. <laughs> yes, it is from the boys. Uh and, and then you even get like like not DC exactly, but like Batman is the world's smartest detective, but he also shares that title with Rorschach from like the Dark Horse like oh, Alan yeah. Moore stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean so uh, all of these like companies and like second string and like things like that they all kind of chase each other right like there's Doctor Strange and his real DC counterpart if you want to go that way is uh, Professor Fate or Doctor Fate oh right in terms of like just a guy like, who did, like mystical shit <laughs> Yeah, he's like a mystical wizard. He's like the grand wizard. He's like the master the wizard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> not not that. the I'm, I'm not avoiding that. that, but right. Some kind of but yeah, there's some, large dragon, possibly. <laughs> it's a grand idea. Um, yeah, so I mean all these characters kind of chase each other, but Doctor Strange came out uh in uh nineteen Oh, was the, the first the appearance character. Okay. Yeah. The Marvel character, Dr. Strange, his first appearance was in strange tales. Number 110, July, 1963. I do love that. They've just like leaned in. It's such a nerdy idea, right? Like to take all these superheroes that also just like a real life wizard is here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They leaned in, or I guess he's a sorcerer. Uh, there's a fun joke in one of those Marvel TV shows that's out now where they're like, someone says like, wizards aren't real and they're like what about dr strange he's like he's a sorcerer and he's like that's just a wizard without a hat yeah i can't remember what that's from but yeah it's from falcon and the winter soldier they have some line in there where like it's got to be one of the big three right like big three and there's like uh androids aliens or something or wizards yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah so um what, do you want to get started with 1978 and Peter Hooten? Yeah, Peter the made-for-TV movie, or do you want the, to get started with Benedict Cumberbatch? I think let's, in 2016. Let's start with the made-for-TV one. There's probably less to talk about there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doctor Strange, the television film, came out 
uh, on CBS, the picture format was color. The audio format was mono and it was released on September 6th, 1978. I would have loved to have gotten that soundtrack in stereo. The soundtrack. I, the, sa- the score is fucking killer. <laughs> it was so good. I was like, uh, there were several points where it was like, did fucking Santana do this? Like, what is happening? The guitar sounds <laughs> I amazing. I know. I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is fucking awesome. Like, so uh, in the midst of Captain America, the movie coming out and Spider-Man and Captain America 2 and Spider-Man 2, um, this, the amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk were TV shows. And they were using this Doctor Strange movie as a segue into a Doctor Strange TV show. However, it got low ratings, so low ratings that it was scrapped. However, Stan Lee also had the most input as a consultant for this Doctor Strange TV movie, and he said it was great. He said that Captain America was a bit of a disappointment and Spider-Man was a total nightmare, and he had the most hope for this. Okay. He said that he thinks it did poorly in ratings because it aired opposite roots. Oh, geez. That's got to be hard programming to go up against. <laughs> that has to be real hard programming to go up against. Like, I mean, also, like, no shade to Stan Lee, but worst. this is a very, like, weird sort of, like, I don't know. Being into wizards, not as socially acceptable in the late 70s as it is today. Well, I mean, it was. You just had to have van panel art to like go along with it, right? Yeah, but then like three years later, you're going to see people that are into wizards start getting accused of murdering kids for Satan, you know? <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, so I can't, t- I can't tell you exactly because it's a made-for-T-movie, so I can't yeah. tell you how much it made and I can't tell you what the budget was. I can tell you that it was given uh, a substantial amount of money. It was shot in universal sound sets. Um, it went over schedule by several days because of all the green screen stuff, oh, which. Yeah. Oof. Um, everyone had really high hopes, but they were crushed when it tanked in the ratings. Yeah. And and again, yeah. how, yeah. How do you go up against roots? I know. Like, like they couldn't have known at the time, but in hindsight, it seems very foolhardy. <laughs> We're gonna counter program uh, Roots, okay? I mean, Roots is one of the greatest like life stories. Yeah, that, it's up there with like Tale of Twin Cities. You know, like Roots is such yeah. an emotional, powerful journey that like so these airs and literally on the, uh, at the and same on CBS. Time, I definitely already yeah. knew about Roots. I did not know about Doctor Strange. <laughs> and like CBS was going against ABC, so on CBS you have. Peter Hooten is Doctor Strange versus the tragedy and like yeah like cultural saga of an American yeah like yeah. What is this? again no and one like, like there aren't any retrospective think pieces about 1978's Doctor Strange right like Doctor like no one even remembers this Peter Hooten movie Roots was nominated and got 37 primetime Emmy nominations and won nine. Yeah, I still don't even, like, I watched it, I watched it four days ago, I still mostly don't remember it at this point. I really, I've been thinking of it more of a Jessica Walters movie than a Peter Hooten movie. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) She's the only person I knew in it, and still the only one that I, like, remember going away from it. Yeah, um, so, let's get into this. Because you, you said that, uh, very reasonably when I'm like, when we've some of this and we're like, Oh yeah, let's do, uh, um, 
Doctor Strange. And I'm like, there's a 1978 movie. The first thing you said was, that's a really high concept movie. I don't know how they're going to do that in 1978. And you were totally right. They did not make a high concept movie. Yeah, it's like, oddly boring for what's going on. It's like, the pacing is really slow. I don't. Well, should should we talk about how it gets set up, right? So it's like. (laughs) Sure. There's like barely a setup. We have like the Sorcerer Supreme, who's just like an old white dude now, and he's got he's got like his uh his Asian like understudy fella with him. Wong, is it still Wong? That's cool that they kept that guy's Wong. Yeah, yeah, that's Wong. Okay. Um, and they sort of what do they like? Just like catch a vibe that like something. Something bad is It coming. starts off with Morgan Le Fay. Oh, yeah, it does start with Morgan Le Fay, who is Jessica Walters, and Lucille. Yeah, she is, she is talking to an unknown entity, and the entity is like, 500 years ago, you were sealed <laughs> away, yeah. and now I will send you back to Earth. I just got to say, and this is like in- Morgan Le Fay from yeah. Arthurian legend, like supposed to be the same right. one, right? Like, so this is... Right, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in Arth- yeah, so Marvel took that character the same way they took a lot of the Norse mythology and stuff. And yeah. they just threw her into the Marvel vilt like Rose gallery. Why not? So yeah. she, yeah. So, um, Morgan Le Fay in the Marvel universe first appeared actually in 1955. So she predates Dr. Doctor Strange Man. rivalry. Cool. Um, she shows up in the Avengers a few times. Uh, really when they made Dr. Strange though, that's when Morgan, had a set like counter. She had a set foil really Mm -hmm. because Dr. Strange now could have the magic and to counter Morgan and stuff. So she was just like a generic villain up until Dr. Strange like pops up because then they finally started getting into the mystic arts and shit with all of the Marvel stuff at that point. Uh, So they tell this this unknown entity who hungers for human souls, (laughs) which I, I guess. Sure. Uh, Basically I mean, that's tells kind her of the that, same motivation for the big bad and the new Doctor Strange also, so, you know. Right, but there's, yeah, there's, it's more of like a world as opposed to human souls. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, Morgan, you're going to go to Earth, you're going to kill the old man and his replacement, look for the holy, like, look for the ancient symbol. And uh, that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, the... And then she just like pops out into New York, right? Uh, <laughs> and she kind of cruises around a little bit. Well, not goes cruising, but just like walks. It has a has a walkabout. Um, <clears throat> and then what? Simultaneously, there's uh, the Sorcerer Supreme and Wong are. They're trying to track down Stephen Strange now because it's like the time is right. He's sort of always known about Stephen Strange. We find out later that he's like Sorcerer Supreme knew Stephen <laughs> pops, and they. They could tell from a young age that he was like inclined towards the mystic arts. He was special. Yeah. And he had certain latent talents. Latent talents, that's what it was. <laughs> and so I think the Sorcerer Supreme tells Wong to go find Stephen Strange, and then the Sorcerer Supreme is gonna go and like confront Morgan, right? Is that kind of how it sets up? Yeah. Um and the first the first time the Sorcerer Supreme and Morgan run into each other is one of my favorite moments in the movie. Uh, 
It's like <laughs> they're on that bridge, right? <laughs> to the Sorcerer's Supreme Seat, yeah, Morgan yes. far away. Oh, and Morgan has like yes. bewitched a young woman right before this. This is like becomes yep. important later in the plot. But so like they're looking at each other on this bridge, and then Morgan just like disappears, and the Sorcerer's Supreme is very confused by this. He's looking around, and then the woman he she bewitched walks up and just like gets really close to him and then just pushes him off of this bridge. And well, first they have that weird interaction where she's like, he's like, you will not pass me Morgan. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're all of their dialogue is so fucking weird. It's super. And then Morgan's shit. like, and Morgan's like, we'll see about that old fool. Yeah. <laughs> and then she vanishes. Yeah. Into, and then, uh, yeah. Into, yeah. Right. She disappears. This young woman comes up and then like gets really close. And he's like, did you see an older woman or something? And then she speaks in Morgan's voice. Right. Um, and then this, I'm going to play the audio from this just because the noise that happens after he gets pushed off, the, he gets pushed off the bridge and then hit by a car. And the guy who hits him says, Oh no. In the least surprised way possible. It's truly amazing. Okay. Hang on a second. <laughs> Miscalculated this time, old man. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Can I just say listen to that funky ass score too? Yeah, the whole every time music was happening in the movie is like, fuck, this is awesome. The entire soundtrack that, is really like, cool. Like, oh, oh, that's bummer. I was like, fuck yeah, this is great to listen to. Yeah, it reminds me of his, like, outrun music, but, like, plus, like, crazy-ass guitar licks every now and then. Yeah. Um. So the old, like, the Sorcerer Supreme is pushed off a bridge <laughs> oh, and no. survives. Yeah. <sighs> you know, the, the criticism about one of the, like... You said it earlier that nothing happens, and you were not wrong, because one of the receptions is... Uh, someone said that this film under struggles under its own origins and not much happens over the course of 90 minutes and other critic found the film boring, complaining that the first two thirds of the film played like a medical procedural. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. And it, that is a lot of it too. It's like the bewitched woman ends up. So like Dr. Strange in this is a psychiatric doctor. Um, right. Who also he's a doctor of the mind, yeah, but also like he helps alcoholics and stuff with like, right, yeah. actual medical problems. But so she ends up later after having been bewitched, she's like having weird dreams that Morgan is showing up in. And then Dr. Strange like sees one of her dreams, but he thinks it's his dream. He doesn't, it's not revealed until later that he's able to like see other people's dreams. She ends up at his hospital and he is treating her, then ends up asking her out, which feels weird. And they, they end up dating but then like the date gets derailed because dr strange has to go fight morgan lefay um <laughs> this all plays out yeah, over the like, course of like an hour it takes forever and it, it like yeah it's just fucking boring yeah, like there's like i found myself checking the, the middle where nothing happens nothing really happens and like it was so. This came out on September sixth, nineteen seventy eight, as a two hour block from eight to ten. Yeah, well, you got to get commercials in there. I get it. Right. I uh, can you imagine this? Like watching two hours of this with like commercials and like 
it must have been exhausting. Like, who's watching Especially, Doctor Strange in 1978 and being like, this is awesome? Yeah, I don't know. Because it were like, I, I am into this kind of thing. And even I was like, this is pretty lame. This is not great. <laughs> like, I did like some of the... Really? I like some of the CGI stuff, though. Or the, the weird, like, special effects. That, like, because I'm a sucker for that sort of weird, like, campy special effects, they don't look amazing. Sure. But the little, like, warp tunnel thing is really fun. So basically, uh, the first 40 minutes are like Dr. Strange being a medical man and he's dealing with this woman who is bewitched, but no one knows she's bewitched and she doesn't want to sleep. And it's Dr. Strange just like being a normal doctor, really. Yeah. While like Morgan sort of like quietly stalks people. And then there's this weird point where she has a run in with Dr. Strange, I think. Right. And then she ends up. They don't really, they just kind of like talk back and forth a little bit though, right? There's like nothing too intense happens. And then she gets called back to her sort of nether realm where her overlord lives. And he's like, you had the chance to kill him. And she's like, I'm sorry, my, I'm still a woman. I thought he was oh, hot. Yeah. It got the best of yeah. me. He's like, what? That didn't. <laughs> she was like, I'll know the feel of a man again soon. <laughs> and it's like, what are we talking about here? Like who wrote this? Yeah. also like. What she's saying there is like, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I've been watching the entire time. This is not backed up by anything I've seen on the screen so far. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> that part felt weird to me. <laughs> so someone called. Uh, let me find it. Um, Scott Beggs defended the film, but conceded that it was slow moving, lacking any sense of urgency or indeed much going for the main character <laughs> as strange was a bit of a Gary stew, <laughs> Gary stew. Okay. Like a Mary Sue, oh, but Gary, that's great. But he, yeah, he's a Gary. Oh, stew, yeah. So he's, he's like instantly good at everything without any training. Yeah. Okay. He only fails once before being miraculously being awesome again, immediately afterwards. And he's generally kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a which happy-go-lucky window. yeah like the sorcerer supreme shows up and like the magic is really unspectacular in this yeah even like i have watched a lot of marvel properties where it's just essentially people throwing different colored cgi lasers at each other or not even lasers sometimes <laughs> like with dr strange it's just like just big sort of green fuzzy beams going back and forth versus like a red beam it, it, you know it, it's just this, yeah like even the phaser effects from star trek are better <laughs> i know this is still that but if there's only like two times where it happens i don't like the first time we see magic it's when the sorcerer supreme is pushed off the bridge and he puts his hand on his hip and his hand glows yellow and he heals his hip oh yeah kind that's of. Right. <laughs> right and then he starts to limp away um <laughs> Yeah, Morgan Le Fay turns into a cat at some point, and then uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange somebody- brings her across this like yeah across this warded threshold into the into like the sanctum of the sorcerers, and then she unturns into a cat and kind of kills everyone. Uh, so the uh, oh, also, can we talk about how much of a creep Doctor Strange is in the beginning? Yeah, throughout the whole thing, he should not be scamming on this patient. That he's treating. Well, there's has, like, a point where, like, and stuff. It was weird. Like, he walks in and he, like, there's an attractive nurse and she's like, Strange, you're running a little late. Who oh. was she? And he says a lie. She's like, uh, That perfume smells cheap. And he goes, Well, it should be. I bought it for her. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, he's being played off as, like, this playboy. They kept some of those vibes for the new Doctor Strange, but they managed to make him seem like less of a predator. And keep in mind, Stan Lee was a consultant on this movie. Yeah, well, you know, late 70s, early 80s, I probably... (laughs) Probably no reason to give a second thought to a doctor uh, that has maybe some regressive views about women. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just a lot of, like, I don't know, nothing really compelling. Like, even when the Sorcerer Supreme meets Doctor Strange, like, a doctor comes in and he's like, Strange! And then the fucking Sorcerer Supreme, like, holds his hand up and like Jedi mind tricks him into calming down for a second. It's just. Yeah. Not super compelling. Not a lot happens. They're like the star Wars had come like good. Star Wars had come out by now. Yeah. I mean, this is a made for TV movie. It's probably not super fair to compare it to, but it wasn't going to go into television. I feel like it could have gotten a (laughs) lit, like spend a little bit more money. Maybe. Yeah. And don't don't air it against roots. I think spend more money, write a script that's better, that things happen in. Um, yeah. Lots of problems here, but I don't know. They have their um, wizard battle, Morgan Le Fay loses, and then she gets turned into an old woman. Her worst fear well, by her overlord. Well, before, before that, there's a point where, like, Doctor Strange meets the Sorcerer Supreme in his, like, in his sanctum. Yeah. And he's like, like, Wong keeps calling the Sorcerer Supreme Master, and he's like, I couldn't call any man Master. Cut to an hour later where he's fucking bowing to Morgan. <laughs> yeah it's good stuff. like like you can't call any man master but as soon as a bit of strange comes your way you're just gonna fucking bow like all right you fucking pussy hound like kennedy was you know yeah. i feel like kennedy and this guy would have gotten along like i uh i don't know how that yeah just nothing yeah no, nothing really happens like it's all Long, like, a conversation between two people, a transition to another conversation between two people, a conversation between Morgan Le Fay and someone that's kind of threatening. Like, it's just these weird beats. Yeah, and then there's like a 10 minute, not even 10 minute, there's like a little wizard fight at the end. Um, like, he learns an incantation, and we come across, uh, oh god, who is the first demon that Morgan Le Fay summons to kidnap the, uh, oh god. Uh, Balzaroth. Balzaroth. Oh god, yeah. The the little what's the fucking yeah? And he has like that banishment incantation that he gets told. <laughs> yeah, this I know. Is, it's just this is like that old school type of magic where you literally just need to know the magic words to make magic happen. Right, but in the new one, it's more about hand tutting. Yeah, and like channeling stuff, I guess, because like they show they make a point to show that guy who who's missing a hand can what? still do everything. Right. Um, yeah, yeah oh, it's just like a, it does end with a twist, though. You know, it seems like they were setting up a sequel. Uh, we Morgan, oh, Morgan right. gets banished, right? She's yeah. all old, but then like cut to Doctor Strange and the young woman who I think is blacked out, and doesn't remember any of the movie. And she, yeah, she does. She, yeah, her memory is fried. He asks her out the exact same way after having treated her, which don't do that. And then they're walking. <laughs> down the street on their way to the date and then they come across one of those like one of those tv stores that exists in new york city in <laughs> movies and it's showing and they're all showing this interview 
that's happening with with Morgan Le Fay, Jessica Walters, and she's talking about her new like sort of therapy method or something, and it's like she's recruiting legions of young women into this therapy method. And uh Which sounds like a huckster thing, like yeah, I like I assume it's her like putting together a coven or something, but maybe she really maybe she realized that like there's, you know, there's easier ways to amass money and power. I can do it by being a grifter. Too. But the way it's being like I know she it, I know it's like sinister cuz it's like, oh, she's getting a coven together. But if you're watching it, it's just like, I mean, we need James Randi to debunk that shit in like a minute, right? Yeah, he probably probably would have been able to. Like, it does it totally sounds like proto-scientology or something. We'll just Yeah. Here. <laughs> it's a cult. It's just a cult. Um, so Doctor Strange 1978 is very uncompelling I guess if you're really into Marvel and you want to like see a piece of early Marvel cinema or whatever like early Marvel content check out this Doctor Strange but maybe I don't know you're not missing anything by having not seen it you're not missing anything they're not even really references to it in the new one there was like one part where I thought maybe that's a thing but he does pick of, up a Hulk a comic when he walks into his office. Well, I was I was gonna say there's a point in the new Doctor Strange where you know, like after he gets his third eye woken up and he's like just flying all over the goddamn place. There's a point where he goes through a I, warp tunnel that looks very similar to. Are you talking about the made for TV one? Yes, the Hulk comic. Oh yeah, I mean I'm yeah yeah. There's probably like lots of little Marvel references in there. No, Stanley wasn't doing cameos yet at this point. Right, but I just mean like. Watching this is not going to give you a deeper understanding of any of the new oh, yeah. MCU stuff. Like, no. N- not no, 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 no. Um, there's nothing here. It's besides like it's just the Wong barren. character. Yeah, yeah. Peter Hooten or was that Peter Hooten? <laughs> not very good. Yeah. Jessica Walters doesn't really have a lot of time to shine in this, but you know. No, but when she does, she's gr- like. She, yeah, she is really good. She's kind of like really. She's the best part of this chewing movie. the scenery when she gets in there. Yeah, in a fun way as opposed to like Peter Hooten is just sort of like flat affect the entire time. Bob Ross on Quaaludes. Right. Um, the film was released twice on VHS. It was released in 1987 and then in 1995. Uh, it had multiple foreign releases. However, for the first time in the United States and Canada on November first. 2016 and on blu-ray april 26th this year oh yeah i saw those those used copies of that movie are insanely expensive like 50 bucks on amazon or something i i again like it's a cult classic because it's dr strange but i saw it show up on a list and it was called like like awfully good movies but like you know like so bad they're good but it didn't even strike me as like so bad it's good it was just kind of no boring it's just bad yeah it's just very uncompelling like you were when you again like we're gonna get into the like modern doctor strange and it is very high concept and when you said that yeah like this is not a high concept movie at all i would almost say it's a barely a concept of a movie yeah, it's yeah. There's more more time spent, like talking about the empty beds in the psych ward in the hospital than is really devoted to like mystic the mystical arts. Right. Um. So that's it for Doctor Strange, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, time would go on. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno and Wonder Woman would, and all these superhero stuff would form, and Marvel would go along and. 
Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and we would get Captain America and Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and all this until we get to 2016 with Benedict Cumberbatch as Hair Doctor. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, he's still American in this. He's not German, but <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, so then we get to the 2016 Doctor Strange, which... Uh, how much do you think this Doctor? Str- how much do you think Doctor Strange costs to make? I think it costs probably a boatload. Every like, there's so so much tessellation CGI everywhere in this movie. I don't know, two hundred million dollars is that a reasonable number? That is very reasonable. The budget for Doctor Strange ranges from one hundred and sixty-five to two hundred and thirty-six million. Oh, right in the middle there. I feel pretty good about that guess. Okay, <laughs> the box office take. $677 million. Yeah, God. So, this it did so have to numbers. That's like a small take-home compared to the stuff they put out now. <laughs> uh, we're like, like two of the top-grossing movies of all time are Infinity Wars, right? Because they re-released it a second <laughs> time with a little bit more footage, and both of those were like the top-charting movies of all time. Uh, the top grossing movies of all time are it's like avatars up there. Av- it's Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Avengers: Infinity War, Spider-Man: No Way Home, Jurassic World, The Lion King, The Avengers, and then Furious Seven. Jesus Christ! So like fully half of those are Disney properties, and like three or four out of the six or whatever are just Avengers <laughs> movies. <laughs> And then, yeah, from there it goes on. But yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six are Disney movies out of the top ten. Yeah, great. Love, love living in this weird cultural monolith where <laughs> I know the it's... only company that can make big budget movies now. Yeah, it's... Uh... So... But that's how much Doctor Strange made. Um, what did you think of Doctor Strange 2016? This is the first time I've rewatched it since seeing it the original time, and it, it stays quite fun and good. Uh, I had forgotten that Mads Mikkelsen was like the antagonist. Uh, oh, but like seeing him again, I'm like, oh, man, that. he's such a good, such a good bad guy. Um, I couldn't he remember. had a little bit of comp- problems with this movie. <laughs> Like, what What do you mean, problems? Like, he didn't like the movie? He, he said he kept getting lost in the filming because of all the CGI, so he didn't know exactly how to act or what the oh. scene called for because it was yeah. mostly CGI stuff. So yeah, he had a sense. problem staying focused. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there is so much CGI in this movie, I would imagine. <laughs> It think, almost makes Christopher Nolan's Inception blush. Yeah, that's what the thought I had was like, this movie is like, hold my beer, Inception. Like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Inception um, had what, two scenes where a city folds in on itself? Ha. Fucking ha. <laughs> we have like, we have an 10 minute. Where, yeah, fight have, like, scene where that happens. A like, huge, yeah, a fight scene running through a city, folding in on itself and turning into M.C. Escher paintings. <laughs> like, 
which I know it's CGI and it has limits, but it's impressive. Yeah, no, it does look very cool. All of the like, sort of weird, it is very impressive. All of the weird like tessellations, sacred geometry, um, Mandelbrot stuff is very cool. Uh, so let's let, let's get into this, man. Um, what do you uh, you know, what do you think about Doctor Strange's place in the MCU? Uh, well, I think he settles into it very quickly. It's weird how little, well, I guess he's in Catman do for like six months or something, but judging by his facial hair. Yeah. I guess his beard gets pretty long. He's, I don't know. Maybe he's got, he's, he's there for a number of weeks at least. Right. And he, but he's like kind of an autodidact. So he like, he learns really quickly. I guess that's how they explain away him like mastering all of this shit so quickly, except for, yeah, he has a photographic memory. Yeah. He says he got his his MD at the same time. Um, the hand tutting. Yeah. But, I mean, I like the Doctor Strange character. It's weird that he goes from from this to, like, he's, like, pretty new in this role, right? But he, like, I guess he's used to being sort of an arrogant, in-charge dickhead, so he settles into that yes. new role, but mystically very quickly. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right. Um. But that's like, because he's basically like in the next, they show it like in this after credit scene, right? He's like fully Doctor Strange now. It's like he's never not been Doctor Strange when he's talking to Thor at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok. Right, right. Um, <laughs> or even at the end of this movie. Well, that's that scene is from Thor Ragnarok. Like that, it hadn't been shot yet, but when he's talking to Thor at the end of the movie, and he, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, right. He's like, oh yeah, I'm super authority. I just have a list now. I run, I run this shit. So, okay, let's, so Avengers, okay, the Avengers are there to, uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil are there to protect Hell's Kitchen. The Avengers <laughs> are there to protect Earth. Yeah. Uh, against, sort of, against natural threats, they could still be, like, space threats, and they are a lot, but, like, natural, right. like, things that obey the natural right. laws, I guess. The Guardians of the Galaxy defend the galaxy from yeah. intergalactic threats yeah but they were still and, like the same sort of like from this dimension right. kind of threats right the sorcerer supreme and the uh the, the mystic sorcerers. the sorcerers right the yeah. sorcerers protect earth from the mystical threats of the universe yeah stuff from other planes of existence that is where like all of this goes um What side. do you like? Okay, the well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to think of a good way to approach this. Uh, the heart of Doctor Strange is that conversation between Tilda Swinton and Benedict Cumberbatch when she explains to Doctor Strange that it's not about you. Like, you have to make a choice between you can repair your hands with magic, and you can go back to your old life. Or you can serve something greater, right? Like, this is not about you. And for Stephen Strange, his arrogance and ego was his driving thing. Yeah. So now he has to make the decision to separate that, you this know? Is a, yeah. So this is a thing that happens in a lot of the sort of, like, the Marvel comic movies where they will identify a character flaw. And they will say, like, out loud in the movie, this is a thing you need to overcome in order to fully embrace your hero sort of essence or whatever. 
And they will say that, and then they'll tell you it happened, but then it didn't really happen, right? Like, Doctor Strange at the end of this movie does not seem like someone who's experienced ego death, you know? (laughs) No, he does not. He seemed, even like if you watch Doctor Strange in later movies, he almost seems more arrogant. He is. Yeah, he fully is. He's just like, (laughs) Like, he's become head of surgery, but for the mystic arts now, right? He's like still the best at it. He still uses his hand in really precise ways, but he's like, he doesn't, they say that he's got to get over himself and he like ostensibly does that because he's able to like defeat this thing, but he doesn't, he's just still a dickhead, but now he has magic powers. And like, I like the character, but I just don't, this is the thing that happens in a lot of like a lot of these Marvel properties (laughs) where they're like overcome this character flaw and like, like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're going through like therapy. Right. And then like. Bucky is like, well, you know, I have these people I need to make amends to, but he largely ends up, he's like, feels guilty about being an assassin. And the way he copes with that is like by assassinating different people that deserve it this time. Yeah. You know, it's the justice thing. It's as long as you use these with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Alex, I I don't know if, but like, you never heard that before. Tilda Swinton at least seems like humble in her role as Sorcerer Supreme, right? She maybe makes some compromises, but it's like, ultimately, like Stephen Strange. So let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's talk asshole. about the hypocrisy. Well, I don't even know if it's like hip, oh about hers like drawing energy yeah. from the dark, from the dark dimension. Or yeah, dark dimension. Yeah. Oh, that would be great if she drawn it from the dark universe. Oh yeah, from the mummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the mummy and, Dra- and Nicholas Cage Dracula. Yeah. Is that why she was shooting herself up with those weird syringes every ten minutes? <laughs> Uh, really into monocane. Um, yeah. So the whole the Doctor Strange is based around uh, Hannibal Lecter suffering after killing Will and after killing Abigail Hobbs and after killing all of these people, he finally decides to go to uh, Tibet and oh, he this finds is your himself cannon for for the Kaiselius <laughs> character. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Right. After he has killed everyone connected, um, Hannibal Lecter changes his name. He has such a uh, non-specific and, background. They just say he showed up a broken man. A lot, having well, lost he lost everyone he, he cared about. Yeah. Right. Sure, like, okay, his family sure. were killed. Like, his family maybe. died. So, well, And they also tell <laughs> Doctor Strange to forget everything he knows. Everything he so thinks So they he knows. told... Right. And that's what they told... Hannibal Lecter, and that's why he goes by a different name. Okay, this is. But that's why killing comes. Co- that's why also killing comes really easy to him. This is a different episode where you just spin your fan fiction stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. It's just going to turn into the Patton Oswalt Star uh, Wars, yeah, the like filibuster. That is how. Yeah, someone gets the oh, we, it. We, the, the Quinjet rushes in and Hannibal Lecter cuts his head off. Yeah. Um, no. So uh, it, it is about a wayward student who steals a forbidden spell uh, to contact an, a deathless, timeless being um, in the dark dimension. And it turns out that the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, is drawing her own power from the dark dimension to give herself long life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, that part, and she is branded a hypocrite by said wayward student. No, by just by well by Mordo Kaiselius, I think. Like, 
is more just like resentful that she's like withholding knowledge from them, right? Sure. Uh, Mordo, like fully goes like he gets black pilled by the end of this movie. Right. The the last post credit scene is him like deciding to kill all those sorcerers now. Right, because there's too many and they're messing with the natural order of things. Yeah, and he re cripples that poor guy. Um I know that was just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um yes. Yeah, I don't I, honestly the 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 Tilda Swinton thing. That seems like I think that's just a plot device to give Mordo a reason to be pissed off because he's like you know, supposed to be a bad guy later on. Well, I mean, it also helps with like, I mean, it also helps set like the fundamental thing of what, like for the greater good, right? Like what is worth doing something for the greater good? Do you, how, how far do you go in your own personal? Yeah. I mean, she um, says that she's averted like, you know, countless like bad timelines basically by the, in the last like right. however many hundred years she's been at this. I don't know. It really does not strike me as that big of a deal. <laughs> but so we say that, but Multiverse of Madness is all about, it, it's all the backlash of Stephen Strange manipulating the timeline himself. Yeah. Like he well, has broken the like natural laws so much that it becomes a problem, right? Well, he has. Tilda Swinton didn't do any of that shit. Right, but that's still like they're, they're, Mordo is almost correct in that you can't fuck around with this stuff because like the world can't handle it. Like you can't mess around with time or dimensions or reality because the fabric of the world can't handle it. Like the natural order has to be maintained. I'm not sure how productive us having a conversation about the natural laws around time travel is really going to be. It's like, (laughs) I mean, in in terms of like the movie, right? Like Dr. Strange, I mean, it's supposed to protect like the natural world. They've, written it that way but then also i don't know there's like there's other reasons for like why the timeline is all fucked up too there's like a bunch of side stuff that happens in the show loki that contributes to it right too. well there's loki like, yeah loki loki's contributed yeah well and like in the i don't know have you read the wikipedia for all of the show loki too like there's this whole there's <laughs> there's some venom in that. I know how you consume these properties if you don't want to watch if you don't want to sit through the entire runtime and like I'd be probably I don't think you would want to spend six hours watching Loki probably, right? Uh, no. But I also didn't care about Loki, so I didn't read the uh I get the general gist of Loki, but I didn't I know nothing about the show's yeah. details. Well in there there's this group called the Time Variance Authority and they get into like weird timeline shit there too. Um, Did you watch Loki? Yeah, I watched all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, like Marvel doing Doctor Who kind of. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I know that's, <laughs> that's like, the least. That's the least attractive way to apply. Like, well, for you specifically, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so I guess it's like it's borne out, but then also like because of the nature of these movies, the threats need to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So like, you already had universe scale cataclysm happened with Thanos. <laughs> right? And they avert that. So it's like for the for Not the threat, yet. well but for the it, when Doctor keep- Strange came, when Doctor Strange first came out, Thanos had not No, I, I'm just saying you're talking like, about how the timeline ship breaks up like for multiverse of madness or whatever. I'm just saying I'm saying that kind of thing would have to happen because the threats like the scale of the threat has oh, to keep on sure. getting larger and larger too. Sure. Yeah. But I mean I can't like Every every Avengers movie now is like it's a world threatening 
cataclysm at the end of them right like i mean it, it has to be right and even then too right like in doctor strange it's 2016 it's before all the like infinity war and endgame stuff that one like the world is going to end if right they don't because of this. dormammu dormammu yeah now you know what's interesting in like the next set of marvel movies after blade um because they're doing blade they're doing silver surfer they're doing the new avengers uh with silver surfer that has to open the door to galactus right yeah because he's harold i would assume so right like they have a fantastic four movie in the phase they have the silver surfer in the next phase maybe he's not Galactus that has to be because he starts out as just an antagonist for the fantastic four but I don't. Well, I thought he starts out as Galactus, like Galactus makes him right. Like, oh, is that how it works? Okay, I don't. Like he start like yeah, like he he is Galactus's herald, and then he ends up going to Earth, and he's like, these humans are actually pretty cool. I, I kind of like Earth, and oh, then he decides him? to like defend her. Yeah, okay. like he 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 yeah he takes pity on humans because he understands how like delicate we are, and he like oh, oh this is an interesting species, and Earth needs be protected and then he's like no galactus i will not help you and then the fantastic four are like yeah galactus fuck you i am excited to see the silver surfer come up because he's like the he was the I am coolest too. like most extreme sports 90s marvel character to me <laughs> <laughs> like he literally rides a surfboard it's like attached to his body everywhere through space it's really really great <laughs> i actually like silver surfer me too i think he's awesome <laughs> like so I'm very excited to see Silver Surfer. I hope he says Cowabunga, very, very ironically. Stop. <laughs> Radical. Hang 10, Mr. Reeds. <laughs> or Mr. Richards. Yikes. <laughs> Mr. Richards, yeah. Reed Richards. Um. So Doctor Strange really opens the door. Like, in terms of high concept, Doctor Strange has really, uh, like, really opened up the Marvel Universe to galactus and yeah I think- all of these other extra universal threats and now we get like the other earths and shit you know like we get earth 313 and 65 and all that shit yeah i mean that's why i was so like when dr strange when i first heard about it coming out or whatever that was like part of why i was excited because like i was like oh this could be the doorway into some <laughs> some cool multiverse weirdness um and i at that and point it- yeah, and, and it is and it is and i don't know i don't remember when civil war came out but i guess spider-man probably would have already been in the mix i think civil war is before dr strange um but like uh, one of my like favorite things in the spider-man cartoon from the 90s is like when you know when it's revealed that there's like this weird multiverse of peters out there and you meet madam webb right and stuff so like i right. was pretty pumped for just the the hint of a prospect of like a spider-man so thing that it, we later got it, it was great interesting you mentioned madam webb uh before steven strange gets into his accident mm-hmm. he's driving in his car yeah and he's on the phone right and he has three patients oh yeah yeah they all seemed like they were they were they like I'm like okay this is a fucking this is like a Disney Marvel movie these all have to be references so there's like the guy who got crushed by the super soldier that sounded like War Machine to me it's it's actually it's not oh it's not okay 
Do you know? It who, is the guy. Who are they? Yeah. I, I I've looked into this extensively, and I found a there, that question auto correct like auto fills oh, yeah. in Google because of how many people are so. I did into my this. own search, and that also got auto filled in a way I wouldn't expect. I'll tell you after this, though. <laughs> Everybody, everyone at first thought it was War Machine. Like I thought it was War Machine. Yeah, it but people like War also Machine. said that in the doctor, like in the Marvel timeline. Do- the events of Doctor Strange happened before the events of Civil War. Oh, okay. Interesting. What it is, is in Iron Man, uh, it is the hammer test pilot in the suit. Mm, okay. Who gets his back snapped because the suit malfunctions. Right. The air pi- the pilot who gets struck by lightning that is Captain Marvel. That's Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't and the third I mean, one in the Marvel the in the Marvel chronology with the though, brain. Was that the Carol Danvers one? Doesn't make a ton of sense to me because like in the Marvel chronology, she leaves Earth in like 1997. In, right. Uh, there's some time weirdness there that happens. Oh. Okay. Um. And the third one is an elderly woman with some brain stuff going on. That's Madame Web. Huh. All right. Well, weird. I would like so to see Madame it's Web. Also, show. She's a super weird character. Um, it's also interesting that like they're really tying Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together. Yeah, I don't. The Madam, I don't know the like, like even ma- if it isn't Madam Web, and well, even if it's that's the throwaway thing, they've still tied yeah. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together in like a buddy cop. Well, way and and in no way home they they get paired right that's what i just want to say for like for for those three things though like the hammer pilot thing makes sense the other two i would say like captain marvel hasn't come out yet at this point i would think maybe those are just like cheeky little nods probably sure like probably not actually like hey guys we're establishing stuff here right um what did you find on your auto on your search? Oh, so I, I searched a couple of things, but first, so when he's getting ready, before he gets in his accident, he's getting ready to drive to that thing, and he opens that fucking drawer and it's got all those Swiss, Swiss auto <laughs> winders and watches in there. I looked up the watch he pulled out, um, because I was like, I was like, he has fucking watch winders. This guy is clearly into watches. I wonder how much that watch costs. Twenty three thousand dollars. Who? And it's engraved from his doctor friend. Like that means she gave his him ex a gift, a $23,000 watch <laughs> as a gift. Yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a yeah, Jaeger it Le Couture master ultra thin cost $23,000. Master ultra That's thin a, perpetual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, goddamn. I want Rachel McAdams as an ex-lover. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, with it engraved on the back. Yeah, that's why he's all like... Yeah. I was like, oh, I Would don't know if people know this. Would you engrave a like, $23,000 watch? That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, would you? I feel like I'd, I'd lower the value if I engraved it. You probably will. But that's also why I was like, when he gets robbed in Kathmandu, and they're going to take his watch, I was like, before I looked that up, I would have thought, like, oh, it's the only thing he has, because it's like emotional ties. It's like his last possession. He's spent all of his money. But I'm like, oh, it's also a $23,000 watch. <laughs> it's a weird thing to hang right. out to and not have sold yet. Right. It's, um, uh, yeah, and you don't find out the sentimental value until you see the engraving later. Yeah, when he flips it over like way towards the end of the movie. And the other thing <laughs> I looked up is there's this scene where 
They're running through New York, <coughs> having one of the tesseract fights or whatever, right? And they fall down a street and hit a bus, and Stan Lee's there, and he's reading this book, and he goes, "Ha, ah, that's hilarious." Right. I looked up the book, and it's so you can see the title of it. It's called Doors of Perception. Yes. And it's yes, written by it is. and it's written by Aldous Huxley, and it's this book that he wrote like it's semi autobiographical. Oh, he wrote it after doing mescaline in the fifties, and it's about <laughs> like the sort of like religious and metaphysical like insights you can glean from doing uh psychedelics yeah yeah mescaline specifically but like doing psychedelics i was like like yeah that checks out and that's also another thing that made me be like okay there's clearly a lot of parallels to like a lot of things people have talked about when they talk about like doing mescaline or acid and stuff happening here you know having his third eye woken up and (laughs) flying through like time and space and shit that's why like sure the i'm like (laughs) So he gets all of this like cool knowledge, but without any of the sort of like humbling, like that's normally associated with those kinds of insights, you know? Sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just stays a dickhead. <laughs> like usually you have to like reach like the chakras are all about like reaching stages of peace and mindfulness and self-awareness. And then they unlock and like, yeah, he you never can really clear them to... and, they never really yeah, show like, him doing any of that sort of like any of that sort of spiritual work, right? Like, there's a point where Wong tells him to go meditate, and then we just cut to the next scene without ever having seen that. He, it, it literally gets to the point where he is astro, like he is asleep, astral projecting, studying still. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like it would take it like the Dolly, like Buddha. I feel like maybe like Buddha one may have been able to do that. I don't know about. Like, yeah, maybe that's the problem with like, you know, like a human, we can like think we know these things and like the idea of them is humbling, but like Dr. Strange, like has seen the face of God, you know, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you saw the, like if we're to believe that Dr. Strange reached the level that he's at, not only did he see the face of god he that means that he could like hear god talking to him like yeah like he i mean talks to he a little understand like, the language god yeah who speaks like, english for our benefit which is great like he because the higher concept that the ancient one is trying to teach it really is there's a lot of like meditation self-understanding quiet your mind quiet your ego become more than yourself there is a wider world that you can learn from like it really are some like teachings of the world you know yeah like there really is eastern philosophy there to be gleaned from and i feel like dr strange himself is just like yep unlimited power he gets shouted at several times to like stop being such an egocentric dickhead and it's like fine fine i'll do it i get with that nope nope <laughs> the people that were saying that to him mostly end up dead mostly like uh <laughs> rachel mcadams needs a therapist oh after having seen all this she's uh she's on board very quickly <laughs> i guess she's on board very quickly i think so like at this it's everyone everyone in the world basically was exposed to like some fucking weirdness during the first like the I think they call it like the Battle of New York or whatever. Basically, the the events of the first Avengers movie, right? So everyone's like a hey little day. bit. What's it called? Hey. So d- d- so it's called a few things. There's the incident or a day, um, or, or 
Yes, it's the incident, the event, or a day. I'm just talking about the events of the first Avengers movie, right? Where like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bunch Where of space Thanos's army, New York. Yeah, it's the incident, the event, or a day. Yeah, yeah. So like, everyone is aware of this stuff now. So like, at least that part, like Rachel McAdams being like, okay, well that's. Pr-. I love that she her reaction is like, fine, keep being an asshole. Like, when he's right. saying all this like ridiculous sounding stuff. It, yeah, I don't know. I liked her. I like Rachel McAdams' character. She's great. And wish I do too, but I just like the first time that Doctor Strange shows up and she's like, What are you wearing? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's like, It sounds like a cult, and he's like, It's not a cult. (laughs) She's like, So the cult leader would say, Like, (laughs) doesn't she make a comment about his weird mustache too? Like his beard. I know later in the movie they talk about how like Doctor Strange and Tony Stark both have stupid goatees. (laughs) Yeah, um. So, the this, effects of Doctor Strange are awesome. The teachings of Doctor Strange, tier. yeah, it really is. Uh, Doctor Strange as a character works. I think they did perfect casting. Um, yeah, he's great. And then I also like too. This is like, so we've had like the sort of Tesseract existed, but we didn't really know what it does loki's used the mind stone a bit to like to sort of like mesmerize people but this is like the first time we're starting to see like how cool an infinity stone can be and the time one is a really cool infinity stone and it's also the first time they say the word infinity stone i think is when wong at the end is like you've never touched an infinity stone before he's like uh what now he's like oh you have so much yeah or he's yeah he's like you shouldn't walk around with an infinity stone around your neck yeah and i think that's the first time that like the word infinite or like the phrase infinity stone gets dropped in a movie. I think, I think so too. Um, so that like, it sets up so much cool stuff after like rewatching it. Like it was a fun movie, but really it's better for like the sort of stuff that it sets up than for like what actually happens in the movie. I think there's some cool, really like, the Avengers are great for the Avengers, but Doctor Strange really is the core of the MCU when this happens. Well, like know, not with, really. without <laughs> the Doctor Strange movie, we don't get the multiverse. We don't get the Infinity Stones and Endgame. Like mm. the Doctor Strange movie really is like it's a it's a key movie in this like well, the MCU. I don't know. I feel like it is and it isn't. It sets up more stuff for like Phase Four than it did for the stuff before that really he's like for his okay like spoiler alert for like infinity (coughs) game i guess but really he's in this and then he facilitates a few people a few other people's adventures after that right but he doesn't show up in most of these movies in infinity wars which is like so he's dead through most of these he like he goes away during the blip right like in infinity war the snapping yeah, the snap. That's a good name for it. In Infinity War, he basically is there to, like, he does his little, like, he ends up on Titan with Peter and Tony Stark and some of the galaxy, the, the, yeah, yeah, the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Folk, the folks that didn't go to that, uh, to that <sighs> anvil planet or whatever. And that's basically, and that's right. like, and then he, he's dies there and he doesn't do a lot. He's kind of, he's kind of still like an arrogant dickhead, but he ends up giving Thanos the Infinity Stone. That's kind of it. For like the, in order to like well to yeah, facilitate the win, right? The, the one win, yeah. And that's how you know right. that's how when they do the time heist later, they like tell Tittle Swinton about it, and she's like, "Oh, well, okay, fine." Anyway, I'm like, he's he's yeah, much, he seems as much Hulk more reasons with 
Oh yeah, I love the smart Hulk. Is he's like, I don't think you have the science there, right? Actually, I think the science disagrees with you or whatever. That that part's yeah. really fun. I love smart Hulk as a character. Um, but I really, he's like, he it seems like they're leaning on him more for like the Phase Four stuff than really any of the sort of sure. preceding events. Because like, yeah, he's just sort of there. He is a convenient travel method for people, basically in Phase Three, because he can make the little portals. <laughs> but, um. They're, they've also like so, most of the phase, most of the phase two, well, like one, two, three characters are gone at this point. So like he's sort of the only like OG crew member, one of the few OG crew members left in the in the Marvel roster. Kind of makes sense that he's getting right. more central to things. Um, you know, I, I know this is like a far cry, but with the new Avengers and Blade and Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four and the Marvels and all this other stuff lining up. Um, I'm really hoping we get a Marvel Zombies movie coming out of this. <laughs> Maybe there'll be like a Disney Plus thing for some of these. Like, hey, this is like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is gory. Like, people have been shocked well, by a, it so far. Well, it's a Sam Raimi movie, right? So, like, it's gonna be gory. But th- and like, they're getting Deadpool in the like. MCU. Oh yeah, he's and, like Deadpool three or four is like one of these Phase Four movies. Do you know? Yeah, there's all kinds so of stuff happening. So it's uh, um, yeah, like yeah. we might get Marvel zombies. Or God, I'm just thinking Logan was so good, but I want to see the the hillbilly Hulk planet also. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. But like for for this movie, yeah, I don't. It's it's a lot of fun. The cast. It was is much better fantastic. than nineteen seventy eight. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, bars on the floor for that. Like it just had to not trip stepping over it to do that. But this is a very fun movie. The visuals are spectacular. So, uh, look, look, so in order for Dormammu to invade Earth, all three sanctums have to fall. Yeah. London Sanctum Falls. New York is defended, but not destroyed. So Hong Kong is attacked, semi-destroyed. Doctor Strange comes up and stops, temporarily stops everything with a time spell. So how many Sanctums do we actually need? Because New York was never destroyed. Yeah, it seems like you need (laughs) at least two (laughs) to maintain the barrier. and they said that you know all three have to be destroyed, but really, maybe, well, maybe maybe like two is enough for him to start manifesting, and then three would let him like fully envelop things or something. They don't really talk about it too much, but I think it sounds like yeah, is like three is really good. Two can still hold things back. One things start to come through, and then probably zero. There's like no gate at all. I would guess, right? Right. <laughs> um. The Cloak of Levitation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is a definitely, fun character. Definitely the star of the movie. <laughs> I forget, like, character. they get so much personality into that thing. Like, not since... I know. Not since I know. the magic carpet from Aladdin has a piece of fabric, had so much character. It's true. They just seem it's very similar too, like, characters, too. They have, they serve I, a lot of I, the same roles. They're, like, emotional support. I, love, I love when the carpet, like... Just beats the shit out of one of the. Uh, oh yeah, like one of the, the, the disciples. 
Yeah, just like keep slamming him into the floor. Yeah. Also, that's, and like Doctor Strange is like he's stabbed. He's trying to get to like sling ring back a portal to the hospital, but like in the background, you just see the cloak like abusing this. Yeah. Also, the scene like in earlier in that same scene or whatever, there's a part where like he's at the top of a staircase and he's trying to go for this axe and the cape keeps on tucking him backwards. Oh. And they're having like this yeah. fun little like slapsticky back and forth moment before he figures out like, oh, the my cape is right. I'll grab this weird armor thing and throw it at him. That's actually uh, a, a nod to the comic books too. That armor thing? I, I would assume. No, there was a comic book where Doctor Strange wields dual axes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like I, there, I mean, there, there's a comic. There's a comic. Uh, there's Doctor Strange like comic arc where he is like dual wielding act like little axes like that. But it's you're a sorcerer. Like, like you literally don't need melee weapons like that. So he was running for the axes, and the cloak yeah. was like, "We're not doing that." There's that whole. I mean, in the in the New York Sanctum or whatever. There's that whole wing that's just like relics. I bet. I bet that that thing is just like chock full of references. Sure. I mean, uh, the one has to be the pot that Strange picks up, right? The pot. What do you mean? Yeah, he gets like that vase or whatever. Oh, and Mads Mikkelsen where he's like, like pauses you know how to use for that? a second, and then he hits. Yeah, him he, yeah, he just throws it. At him. Yeah, yeah, probably that. I mean, but there's also just like all those glass cases <laughs> that they walk past, right, with like various armors right. and things in them. Yeah, I, I would bet there's like chock full of stuff. There's I some mean, really cool. Like, I think Mordo like, has the staff of the Living Tribunal. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's neat. Then the, Which uh, is like that's a bit like the Living Tribunal is one of like the Marvel gods, basically. Like he's oh, two yeah. steps it, underneath like the, the one above all. Yeah, it's like and it's like the seven old guys that are like one old guy. That isn't the Living Tribunal. Yeah, there's a scene that where they show who's Jeff Lee Goldblum talk. in Ragnarok. Like oh. he's one of those things, right? Like the Watcher or some he, shit. I don't remember what he is, but he's like he's. He might be like a demigod or something, like on the level of like Thor, but he's not. He just runs a planet-wide fight club, basically. Yeah, but he's a character. Uh, he is. Oh, he's the Grandmaster. Sure, I think there's a scene in I don't remember which movie it is, but where they're like sort of like flying through space. I think it might have been one of the Guardian of the Galaxies movies, and they show Stan Lee talking to the Tribunal about all the things he's seen on Earth. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but, but the Grandmaster is one of those like characters. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, we really get some good references and like some good characters and stuff from this. Yeah, I think this movie is like it's more exciting for like the sort of like. The things that are implied it by it, yeah, like the doors that are right open now, into like, oh god, it's such a cool. There's so many cool, just like little world building things in here. Like, there's that room where it's the three doors and there's dials, and if you turn the dial, it shows yeah, the scenery. Like that is so fucking cool. Such I know, a cool idea. And he uses that as a weapon too. Yeah, like, just like boot people out of it. To uh, strand, yeah, like it's uh that I, like, I'm. His, like, Doctor Strange's powers are, like, my concept of, like, the best psychedelic drug trip I could ever go on. You know, like, <laughs> exploring time and space in my mind. But even more so than that, right? Because it's all real like, for him, has... and he can just fly around. And right, but you also have, him. like, 
but you, yeah, you can manipulate, like you could go on an awesome trip and like, you wouldn't have the level of control that he has. Like even in your best trip, you, there'd yeah. still be a level of randomness. Yeah. Strange I mean, like, controls it all. Like, yeah. He's like an actual God basically with that time stone. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, there is a thing where I think the living tribe, I can't, I'm going to get slaughtered for this one, but I think in the comics somewhere, the living tribunal contacts Dr. Strange and they can script him into a 5,000 year war in a timeless universe. So he, for just like 5,000 years in this pocket dimension, he is engaged in a never ending war. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. The living tribunal is this, like this big golden man with like, yeah, it has like three heads, three faces. Yeah. I think I was thinking of the watchers or something that Stanley talks to. He's talking to someone, but yeah, like the staff of the living tribunal is part of that thing. And that's Mordo's relic. One of them. Oh, Stanley is a watcher. Okay, he's like he's an informant for them. That's why I he's thought in all Stanley these was the one above all. Well, and so Stanley's cameo character is a watcher informant, but oh, in the in the, yeah, okay. in the in the comic book world, he the he's a he's the one the, above all in the, in in the MCU. He is a watcher. Yeah, yeah. He the, he's the OG Stephen King though. Like how in Stephen King. In Stephen right. King's universe, there is a character named Stephen King who is writing all of these same books <laughs> and is channeling right. energy from the Dark Tower to do it. Fucking <laughs> <sighs> <at> Stephen King. <laughs> um. So what do you? Uh, so we haven't seen Multiverse of Madness, and I'm trying really hard not to spoil it. Yeah, because I've read the Wikipedia. <laughs> I read the Wikipedia the night the movie came out. I know. That's why I, I know how you operate. And also, you'd already told me that. Um, so knowing what I know and the potential of the Doctor Strange stuff as far as like expanding the MCU is fantastic. Everyone knows we're getting Black Panther 2. Um. I'm excited for the new Avengers. I'm excited for the Marvels. I really don't know what like phase five or six consists of though. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone does at this point. I mean, the Disney execs probably have an idea of where it's going, but like so far they've only, we're still several years out from like the end of, you know, phase four stuff or whatever. A lot of these are still Marvel phase five. We have, uh, let's see. Spider-Man on the Sinister Six, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Blade, the Fantastic Four, Nova, Miss Marvel, the New Avengers, X-Men, Black Panther, and Namor, which is like the Submariner or like Aquaman. (laughs) Cool. All right. And then there is another list here. Vaughn every day. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Namor the Submariner. Yeah, cool. And then there is Captain Marvel 2, the X-Men, the Avengers World World War Hulk, uh, Spider-Man Comes Home, Silver Surfer, the Wolverine, Spider-Man 3, and Deadpool. Uh, so these are some of the titles that I, I see here. Oh, yeah. So, that's happening sooner than... There's so much stuff that like just pulling up the face for it's like crazy. 
Spider-Man and the Sinister Six or like Spider-Man Comes Home, the new Avengers, X-Men, Blade. Yeah, I guess uh, it's closer than I thought. This is all happening like, oh, this poster must be out of date. Um, But yeah, because there's like more, a lot of TV shows coming out. I don't know. We'll see in 2020, right. I guess. And they're, this is like another thing, you know, they, they've got the fucking, the drip feeding down to a science over there. It's like right keeping us all just giving us a little taste make sure we don't forget and then there's i don't know if these are i don't know what this is but i found another list that has spider-man academy black widow leviathan wasp escape from the microverse nova warlock the thunderbolts avengers x ant-man versus the masters of evil Captain Marvel and the Valkyries, Black Panther Secret Empire, Doctor Strange and the Illuminati, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy the Volume 3. Doctor Strange so and the I, I, Mules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll have to see which one of these are legit and not. But I know some of these are, for fact, coming out. So. This is a really depressing aside, but when I was looking up the movie, so, like, the theater in my town is pretty tiny. There's, like, five screens or something. Maybe six. Okay. I was looking up what else is playing there, and they're playing fucking 2,000 Mules. Oh, God. The Dinesh D'Souza movie. Yeah, I'm aware. Why? Don't know. I guess it's because they figured out that people in town want to see it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. There is I, also, I didn't think movies like that got an actual release. I didn't think so either. Yeah, I was like, where... I thought those were like internet released movies. I was like, is someone at the theater just plugging their laptop in and hitting play on YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember when you and I went to the theater and Tracy and Zeitgeist was playing? I know. It seems fucking bizarre. (laughs) I saw that. And then I was like, that's weird. And then also there was like an ad for a live event happening at the theater called like comedy for patriots or something oh god <laughs> starring jim bauer like what the fuck no, it was just two, it was two two yahoos i've never heard of that were not famous tickets were like 25 dollars uh, or three dollar discount if you're military that is too much i think it's gonna you know i think the impression i got is like you know stars and stripes all over the fucking poster i bet it's just i bet it's gonna be a lot of jokes about the woke police or something I- i'm sure or the alphabet mafia <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Dave Chappelle's going to be there. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he'll do. Maybe he'll hear about this show and want to do a quick five up front, <sighs> like at the comedy cellar, but at the, um, <laughs> the small town cinema. <laughs> so you're going to see Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I've already read it. Do you want to do a separate episode where we kind of do like a spoiler cast and we talk more about this? Uh, we can like the implications yeah. of like Doctor Strange and like what this is because really, um, th- this is a high concept and Multiverse of Madness makes it 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 elevates the concept some like if you can believe that. Yeah, and I think I I think I've done all of the the necessary prep work. I've watched all of like the WandaVision stuff too, which I know comes into play. So I think I have, Oh, did, uh, it comes into big play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Craig, like, Craig told me you, that she's like, the, you, I, know, yeah, I know she's you, in the movie. It's, yeah. it's basically, it, it's basically Scarlet witch in the multiverse of madness with a cameo from Dr. Strange. This is sort of what I, it was like, I was thinking, like, it was like, I was like, Oh, maybe they're kind of replacing Morgan Le Fay with Wanda, with Wanda, with, with Scarlet witch. Yeah. Yeah, Wanda Maximoff, yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't, we could we could do that. Yeah, you know, put some heavy spoiler um, tags on we'll, it and stuff. 
Reconvene. We'll put it up on the Patreon and yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, we, we, I mean, because like we, I mean, we could like normally do our thing of like breaking down Doctor Strange, but I feel like the higher concept is the point of the film, right? Yeah, and if it's, I mean, if the second one is like in the same similar vein of this one, it's probably going to be like there will be a lot of like a lot of doors or implications that are opened for like future prospects, right. much like this one did. I would guess. Um, and it, it, it's so odd too to be like, oh, and She Hulk is coming out soon. Oh yeah, I watched that uh, ne- to that. Netflix. I hope that CGI yeah, is not did, done. It's going to Disney Plus. I don't, I don't think. Disney Plus. Yeah. Did you see Tim Roth in that trailer? I did. Yeah. He's also so I didn't know it was the same character, but he's he's abomination. He shows yeah, up. In, he's the abomination. Yeah. He shows up in Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. He does. Yeah. So does Wong. I love. And Wong. I'm glad Wong is getting so much screen time. That's great. <laughs> I know Benedict Dude is Wong everywhere. is awesome. Yeah. Uh. So they're like She-Hulk. I'm not really interested in. Kind of interested, not really. But they're Netflix, or maybe starting it's, on Disney Plus. It's definitely, it's all Disney. No, Plus. no, 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 no. Oh. Daredevil is getting a new season. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, well, that, I and I don't know if it's Netflix Daredevil or if it's going over to Disney Plus. But I'm. They haven't said if it's going to be Charlie Cox or not. But Daredevil's coming back, and there's people think that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is in She-Hulk. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know. So like I got a Disney plus subscription to like, because I started getting back into watching all this shit and, uh, they Why have, you just pirate it all. Honestly, because the quality is better on, on the website. Oh, oh I, like, I don't know, man. I get pretty good. Like I get Blu-ray uh, quality. Sure. Great. Good for you. I, <laughs> I was not, uh, this was, this ultimately ended up being easier than. Did you watch moon Knight? I haven't yet. I've heard good things. Um. yeah I, I don't know um yeah so uh after you check out multiverse of madness um you want to like reconvene yeah we'll, we'll talk and we'll see if we want to do like a spoiler cast and like a a larger con conceptual thing about it all right so are we gonna but it, it might be a bonus episode or something but i don't know um but yeah. as far as dr strange goes are you gonna reboot or deboot Oh yeah, obviously reboot, right? I'm literally going to see the movie after this, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to say a reboot as well. Yes. Um, Ego do you have any, time wizard? <laughs> do you have uh, any last words for our hearers, our audience? <laughs> I really wish I prepped something. I. That's why you gotta. With the warnings come after the spell. Sure, that's what I'll go with. The warnings come after the spell. Um, all right. Well, guys, uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Reboot Deboot. I was your, your uh, podcast supreme co-host, Griffin. Yeah, and I guess that makes me Wong. I don't know. <laughs> that was Alex. <laughs> <laughs> or the cape, maybe. Well, uh... <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Well, we better get going. Ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing, we'll all meet again in space balls too to search for more money. Kawabunga. <laughs>